Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. I want to talk about igniting our faith. You know, growing up for me, what it looked like is there was four brothers and sisters. There's three sisters and my poor brother. I don't know how. He's a survivor. You had to share your food. You had to share your toys. You had, look, I had a brother. If us girls didn't eat really fast, he was going to take our whole plate. And so when you grew up with brothers and sisters, you know what I'm talking about. Your cousins, your room wasn't yours. Your friends weren't even yours. Your clothing wasn't yours. Um, And there was moments growing up when I didn't want to share. And so I remember trying to like hide things so I could find it in the morning. But one of the things that my mom and my dad really planted into our life was sharing. And if you got to know my mom, if you had the privilege and and the wonder of meeting her while she was here on earth, you would know that if you would ask her for something, she'd take it off and give it to you. Oh, I like your earrings. How many times she took it off and and gave it to uh, whoever was asking. But she taught us how to share. And so I'll never forget one time we really had not even gone to a mall until I was in my 10th grade at school. But my mom and dad came back with brand new winter coats. And oh, I was so proud. It was gray and black checkered. And I couldn't wait to put it on. I was about 12 years old. And we pulled up into the church at Orcutt Lane. And it was winter. I had my new jacket on they brought from New York. And I'm sitting in the car when all of a sudden the lady comes out of church crying. And so my mother went up to her, and immediately I could see my mom turn back to me. And I said, oh, it's going down right now. Pastor Carmen, she's going to put me to the test. And so the lady was crying because she didn't have a winter coat for her daughter. So all mom needed to do was take that neck and turn it over. I was already taking off my jacket. And you know what? God gave me the opportunity to plant that into somebody's life that 30 years later has never let me forget about it. Because when you got something good and you hold on to it, how many of you know eventually it'll wear out? But if you have something good and you give it away, God can't bless you if your hands are like this. So the first position you get into to receive is to release what God's put in your hands. But When God has done something in your life, you want to share it. Has God done something to you? The moment your family was falling apart, the moment some of us on the street, some of us in addiction, some of us dealing with divorce, some of us behind bars, some of us with no hope. Can you remember the moment you cried out and the only one that could do it was Jesus? You see, it is more blessed to give than receive. That's what Acts 20, 35 said. See, you don't have to be rich to be generous. When I give, that's an amazing feeling. When you give and when we share what God has given each of us. You see, when we share our faith in God, it's important. Because do you know that when Jesus left this earth, he asked us to do one thing? The last thing he asked us to do was to go and make disciples. You know what the worst thing in the world is? 
is when you have something good and you don't tell anybody. Can you imagine if you were sick and you had an answer that healed you and your neighbor is sick and you never tell them what it is? I remember when I got COVID, everybody was telling me what to do and, and I wanted to hear everything that got them out of that situation. But can you imagine you got an answer, but you keep it all to yourself? Well, Jesus said we're supposed to share it. Amen. And so here's the deal. Your faith is not just a gift for you. It's meant to be shared with others. You see, what happens is sometimes we lack the power to proclaim God's goodness because of what we're going through. Sometimes our faith dwindles down and then we don't know how to reignite it. Or sometimes we see, you know, here's where it gets scary. When you see somebody going through something and you're not motivated to share the gospel with them. It's like, I got my life together. Oh, look at them. And something inside you doesn't wake up to go, man, I got the hope that they need that will change the trajectory of their life. I'm telling you, man, if you really believe there's a heaven or a hell, then you would not just sit by and watch people go to hell if you really understood what it is. See, sometimes I see people, and man, I want to stop what, am I do, what I'm doing in that moment and let them know, man, if I could just pray for you right now, if I could just tell you about Jesus, if I could just tell you that I've been in the valleys, but God took me out, amen? See, we have that. We just got to reignite, amen, our fire. So how do we do it? Here's the first thing. Expect God to use your ordinary life in extraordinary ways. Don't think that God can't use you. Don't ever say, oh, he uses this one, but I've got nothing to share. How many of y'all been through something? Do you think that you went through it so you couldn't bless somebody? See, sometimes God will allow you to go through things because he needs you to right point people to him because he's a solution for the broken people's lives. Amen? And so our pain, our tragedies, our bad situations, it's not just so you can keep it to yourself. It's so you can see somebody going through it and say, man, I felt just like you, but God came into my life. See, you don't have to depend on your own limited strength to reach the loss for Christ. You know, I don't have a formal education. In fact, I have dropped out of more colleges than anybody I know. But I'm a businesswoman. Today, I'm on the Zoom call with five people, and one of them is the only living person that's ever advised five presidents on currency in seven nations. And I'm looking at that Zoom, and there's five of us, and I'm thinking, what am I doing on this call? I was like, I hope they don't ask me for my college degree. But how many of you know that God will qualify the unqualified? Because I'm really unqualified. And I want to tell you that God has a purpose for your life. Sometimes we wake up as Christians and we feel empty because we don't know what to do tomorrow. Amen. We don't know what to do with our life. But if you would just commit to the Lord and say, God, set me up. Line me up. How many of you know that God will use you? Amen. You know, there was somebody just like us in many ways, the woman at the well. Amen. She had a calling on her life and you do too. I want those words to resonate. You have a purpose. 
John 4, 7 says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw the water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? And his disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman says, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. How can you ask me for a drink? Jews don't associate with Samaritans. Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that you're asking for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with. The well is deep. Where can you get this living water from? Are you greater? Can you imagine this lady turning to Jesus and go, are you better than our father Jacob who built this well and drank from this well? And, and also his sons and livestock. And Jesus says this, everyone who drinks the water, this water, the earthly water, is going to be thirsty again. Who can, who can attest to this? Sometimes we go back to the world thinking we're going to be fulfilled. We go back after money, back after addictions, back after men, back after women, back after material things, and we're still empty on the inside. See, Jesus said, if you ask me for the waters that I can give you, you will never thirst again. See, that's what it means to be saved. That's what it means to know Jesus. Is that when other people are complacent and they're bored and they're broken and they don't have a direction in their life, when you have tasted the living waters, something on the inside changes, amen? And you are, you are just filled with hope. And people are drawn to hope. Amen? Aren't you drawn to hope? Have you ever met a complainer? Nothing makes them happy. Everything is everybody's fault. Everything is negative. Amen? But when you come to know Jesus, there's a shift that happens on the inside. And you're so excited, you want to tell everybody about it. Jesus says this, everyone who drinks of this water is going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. See, we don't really have a want. You might have a material one, a temporary one. But when you know that you know that you know that Jesus lives inside of you, I don't care if you're going through hell or high waters. There's a peace about you, amen? Because you're not thirsty for the things of this world because God is inside of you, amen? And if what I'm saying sounds like Chinese, it sounds like French, it sounds like some language you don't know how to speak, it's because maybe you never experienced the joy that I'm talking about. The Samaritan woman asked him questions about her faith and hope. And the longer this woman that's standing there at the well, see, Jesus read her life to her. She was trying to fake it out about a man that she said she was married to and all this. And Jesus already knew the truth. See, sometimes we think we can lie to God. You can't lie to him. And so even though she tried to tell Jesus one thing, Jesus read her and knew exactly the situation in her life. And he said, what you need is not the physical water. You need the spiritual water of life that will run through you and fill you up. You need that. Just because you're a Christian, it doesn't mean you're not going to get stressed out. It doesn't mean that, that all hell is not going to break loose. Anybody ever walk through hell, little hell on earth? It's real. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're not going to have a challenge, but you're not going to lose your footing. It's not going to take you out your box because you know who your God is. Amen? 
You have peace in your life because you know who your source is. You know who your source is. Look, one thing that I love, if you really read the scripture, later on it says this. It says throughout her conversation, right, she demonstrates a posture of discipleship. She became a disciple of Jesus. Some of y'all still trying to run your life. She starts becoming a learner. She learns from Jesus. Now she's ready to go evangelize. She's ready to go ignite her city for Jesus. And look at what the Bible says. It says she left the jug behind. She leaves this thing behind. And you know what that was a sign of? An embrace of Jesus. See, some of y'all got saved, but you're trying to drag all your old stuff with you. And God's going, leave it behind. I got a new life for you. Sometimes we want to tell God, but I need this and I need that. And he's telling you, man, I want you to be a missionary, sell everything, and go preach the gospel. And you're like, yeah, but this, but this, but that. And we put so many buts before God. And God is saying, I just want you to leave it behind. And so this woman leaves it behind. She goes back to her town and she tells everyone about Jesus. When you know that something happens to you, don't you want to go tell somebody about it? The Bible says this, John 4, 39. It says many Samaritans. It didn't say a couple. It says many Samaritans from the city believed in him, in Jesus, because the woman's testimony. I just got to ask you, who's believing in Jesus because you told them what he did for you? Who have you won to the Lord because you said Jesus came into me and I was lost, but now I'm found. And today I'm set free, amen, because I tried everything in this world. But when Jesus came into my heart, he set me free. Let me tell you, God is asking you to open up yourself and receive the Holy Spirit because where he goes, you can follow Look, have you ever followed somebody that just led you where you had no business going? See, it's easy to listen to the distractions of this world, to a coworker, to whatever, a roommate, whoever the situation is. You need to check who you're following. When the Holy Spirit is inside of you, it's like an internal GPS. It's God's positioning system. That one will never, there's no rerouting in God's plan. Amen. You see, the women left the jar, and what did the disciples leave when they followed Jesus? The nets. See, they dropped the nets. She dropped the jar. They want to know, what are you dropping out of your life when God says, come follow me? See, some of us are carrying baggage. You can't ignite nothing. You couldn't light a match because you're so busy holding on to things that God never asked you to. Sometimes you can't be on fire for God. Because you're holding on to things that you told him you let go right here. Oh, let me bring it to the altar. I'm going to bring it to the altar. You brought it to Jesus. And right after that prayer, you put it back on. Because sometimes the negative things are your identity. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the negative things we've gone through are your identity. So how does that look? Have you ever called somebody and you're like, hey, how are you? And they start unloading negativity. My back, all oh, this, all oh, my ex. And it's because they, their only identity is the song of all the negative things that ever happened to them. I'm talking about complaining about things that you surrendered to the Lord. And so the same way she left her jar, 
the same way they left the net, God is calling you to drop some things in your life to follow him. Look, when you do this, the Spirit empowers you to share your faith. And when you tell somebody that, man, and that is life-changing, you walk away changed. Right? My dad, he used to have testimony night. Y'all remember that back in the day? We don't have testimony night. I'd be sitting in the front row just like, Jesus, tell my dad not to call on me. I was so afraid. But then I tasted something that changed my life. I had a chance to tell the first person about Jesus. And I began to pray, and I saw tears going down, and I knew that what I gave them, what God used me to deliver into their life, was the healing they were looking for all along. And God needs you to do this. I want you guys to be like detectives. I want wherever you go for you to ask the Lord to show you Is there somebody that's just waiting on me to pray for them? I dare you to position yourself to change somebody's life for the glory of God. Amen? Look, the good news is this, is that no matter if there's anything going on in our life, no matter our past, no matter how incomplete we are, you know that God will use us anyways. Amen? Look, the women at the well was the lady that all the neighbors talked about. Y'all know that person, right? But God chose her to evangelize the community. This is what I want you to know. It doesn't matter your qualifications. God, if he wants to use you, he will equip you. God will use somebody willing. God will use somebody willing. You don't have to have a degree in seminary to tell somebody that Jesus loves them, that no matter their past, no matter their failures, that God loves them and that they are valuable and worthy. Amen? He just needs somebody to step up and say, God, I'm going to do it. Look, how can we do that? We pray to God and ask him to work through us. Ask the Lord this week. Say, Lord, set me up. Trust me, he'll give you the words. Don't be afraid. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.